is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big Eight Tournament Champion. 93.7 The Ticket veteran and Ortega connoisseur, Jake Bakovan. I like Ortega and I like Pepper. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. Happy Friday to everybody out there. It is on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Jake Bachman. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strick, how is your Friday going? T-G-I-F. It's thank God it's Friday. Absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful day out here. It rained like crazy. I told you it was a little dreary oh, yeah. on yesterday, but today has definitely been a beautiful day. It's great. It's good. Looking forward to going into the weekend. Probably going to head out. Uh, got a little event to attend out there in Tampa, so I'll probably head out there for, for a day. and So just enjoy it. Yeah. Watch some basketball. A lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah, did you did you watch the games last night? Or you, I did. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into all those you know, those games, break it down, and looking forward into the future. It's kind of interesting, and and we'll jump into some you know kind of what I what I had planned here in a second. But especially before you know, let's start with this this Mark Few discussion though, because he's a, he's a guy that's that basically built the Gonzaga program almost too well now because the the numbers are starting to stack up against him in in terms of not being able to get past that goal line and get the win. Of course, it happened again last night. Um, they lose. They, you know, obviously uh, it ends in the Sweet 16 for the number one overall seed. Um, and they've, they, they're now, looks. I mean, there's just different stats. I pull one up here. Like Gonzaga is the most appearances of the number one school, a number one seed by a school who has never won the championship now is that they're tied with Oklahoma at five with that. Uh, I think they have the most wins since 2015 as well. Uh, just haven't been able to get that title they went to the title game twice um as we look at coach k moving on and and obviously he moved on to the elite eight but he's going to retire uh we have to hand off the the mantle to somebody right like who's the best historical coach in college basketball i think mark few could have an argument on there but i guess when i guess when i kind of think of he just kind of correlates to the Bill Snyders or the Frank Beamers in, in college football, the guys that built their program from nothing but were never able to get a title. And and I don't know how much that should count against him because you wonder what Gonzaga would be as a school, as a brand, without Mark Few. Uh, no, almost nothing, you would think. Yeah, he came out there. He basically <laughs> took the show on the road and took it out west and – Ever since he's arrived, he began to build, uh, you know, a solid, solid, super solid program. Uh, he's put some guys in the NBA. I, I don't think the crazy thing about it right now that I don't I don't know who he's put in the NBA that is a perennial star or an all star. That's something to kind of know. It, it's 
it's kind of crazy because it's 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 similar to Duke, right? Duke, with all the successes they had, not they've had a little bit more tournament success, but with oh, yeah. all the success that they had, who can you really look back other than some of the old past guys and and besides uh, Grant Hill, who on the Duke squad can you really point to that is uh, has been a perennial All Star or you know, yeah, they've had great college success. You know, Jay Williams, and you look at Christian Leitner, NBA players, yeah, and uh, had some solid careers, but really, no, nothing perennial, right? I think Mark Few kind of finds in that he finds great guys to fit in a great system, to play in a in a in a phenomenal way in a great style for college, prepares them to go to the next level because of the success that they have. But at the end of the day. Are they really those type of guys that that get it done? Even right now, Jalen Suggs is struggling. Um, you know, it hadn't really gotten much time. Had some injuries, but nonetheless, you know, yeah. they're solid. So I don't know. I'm just throwing that out. Um, uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. For instance, that that is absolutely the case. It's still early. I still think he's got a long tenure left in there. So uh, some things may come out. I think Chet Holmgren has a potential to be. Oh yeah, one of those guys that he's picked up, but even then they, they end up falling short. And, you know, Hachimura, I already, I already knew he yeah. was going to be just a, a solid guy. Adam Morrison, Kelly Olenek never yeah. lived up to it. Yeah. 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 So, so nonetheless, they play and they have very good college careers and, and um, uh, you know, they're passing the torch. I mean, even War, Roy Williams, Roy Williams was very much the same way. Um, you've got to understand that a lot of those guys were, were Dean Smith guys, but after Dean Smith, when you look at Carolina, who was actually really some perennial guys, you you know, that that have done some, you know, significant things um, in their careers. I think what you did, 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 did Roy get over there before Vince and all that crew? No, I don't think so. I mean, he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, he won some titles there at uh, I mean, but you're talking about like Rashad McCants and Sean May and Tyler Hansborough and, you know, just not necessarily. All stars, yeah. yeah, at the next level. Um, I don't know. I, I, it's it's kind of interesting how much that should factor into it because, um, you know, then it is it is really hard to to grade that. I mean, because you're right. I mean, Dean Smith was you'd have to put him on almost on top of that list with the you know yeah. all the. I mean, obviously Michael Jordan, uh, obviously Rashid Wallace, yeah, Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Stackhouse, Carter, Carter, yeah. I mean, they, they had a yeah. lot of guys, um, James Worthy. I mean, there's just a lot of guys that, that, that went on and, and really had success at the next level. And I think that Duke's kind of interesting. Um, you know, somebody points off maybe like a Kyrie Irving. He's going to end up with a lot of all-stars. Jason Tatum. It's really weird because those one-and-done type of guys that Coach K didn't want to take for the longest time, Coach K was uh, was just kind of doing the four-way or four-year type of guy, trying to get the J.J. Reddicks and, and Carlos Boozers mm-hmm. and all those guys to stick, his round, or stick around as long as they could um and then like Kentucky was having so much success with it he almost went and and, and I know everybody wants one and Nebraska finally had a one and done uh something I thought that I'd maybe never see we'll see how it plays out with him you know going to the draft but either way um I didn't necessarily thought I would see that so I mean other schools can get them and we've seen that over the years uh, especially at the top of the draft with like Anthony Edwards going to Georgia or Markel Foltz going to Washington it just kind of happens here and there um but it, there was a change in strategy from Coach K that you have to credit him with, uh, which basically took away Calipari's whole game. I mean, for years and years, Calipari was having like five top 20 draft picks on every mm-hmm. team. And then when mm-hmm. Co- once Coach K dug in and started to get those one-and-done guys, Kentucky hasn't been the same since. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and shoot, even right now, a lot of people are calling for his head. I think a lot of it too. If if Calipari would just you know hum- humble himself and take you know some of the onus of that, I mean that that would be something that would go a long way. I think with the the blue blood faithful, and uh, I, I just don't think that he's taken the onus of what transpired in this last this last tournament and so it's causing a lot of people to have a lot of you know animosity towards um whether he is the guy to maintain the tenure there for kentucky or they should look elsewhere i still think calipari's solid i think he has a good way of connecting with players and guys you know that come through his program uh but um you know, there's the the old the old guard is starting to make their way out, and that's a great question, Bach. Who is going to be the new the new ones that step up? I think I'm glad to see uh, Coach Coach uh, Smith down at Houston have the success that he's having right now. Um, I mean, Sam, Samson. Yeah, Kelvin Samson. Samson yeah, I, I'm 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 glad to see Kelvin Samson have some of that 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 run because he really was a good coach. He kind of you know hit hard in Oklahoma fell off a little bit, uh, then kind of made his way back and found himself in a great Houston program, and he's really built that program up. So it's good to see guys like that who is still part of the, the mid-old guard uh, having some success. success. And, and uh, we'll, we'll see who's going to be that next, that next good coaching crew that's going to uh, take it on once the the old guard leaves. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. Just as I look through it here, um, you know, team guys with the the most Final Fours. We'll see if if Coach K can get to another one because he's had twelve, which is tied for the most with John Wooden. So that's what will be on the line this weekend for Duke. Uh, very exciting stuff. Um, I guess you know Tom Izzo could be that next guy. You got you have to ask yourself if you need if you need more than one title to be kind of the, the lead face for college basketball because Bill Self and Tom Izzo very much have those arguments. They've been to all these championships in um, or Final Fours, I should say. John Calipari, the same thing. Um, Jim Boheim, throw him out there. I mean, these are all some of the old guard, right? Um, but they all have one title, and of course, that, that kind of separated Coach K when he could throw out five. That's quite the difference. So, I mean, if you're just yeah. if you if you want to count up titles, that's why I'm kind of thinking maybe Jay Wright, especially if he wins another one with Villanova this year, three yeah. titles would sort of speak loudly. But I'm not sure if there's anybody really to point to. Again, like Mark Fuse, not necessarily on there, and, and you're kind of starting to run out of, of names. Uh, at that point, I think between Izzo, you know, Bayheim's probably about to retire probably pretty he's soon. Anyways, he's yep. just got that one title. Um, Patino would be a name. He's got two of them. One of them, uh, I think, has an asterisk next to it there at Louisville. Uh, and now he's coaching at Iona, so I'm not sure if he – but he is an active coach. Um, it's just fascinating. And I, and I think about that. I, I can't help but think about it um, because Coach K's literally been doing this my entire life. I am – you know, I'm 30 yeah. – uh, t- turning 32 – same type of year that he took over at Duke uh, a few years actually before. And there's just not a whole lot, you know, as, as time as goes on, as you grow older, I suppose, you know, all these legends and guys leave the game, but Duke basketball has been coach K my entire life. Uh, every part of it. He just got his hundredth tournament victory uh, last night, which is just insane. Um, I, I think again, we, we've talked about it before, it's just got to be between him and Wooden, I, and in in as far as the all time greatest, and um, you know, it, it, it's hard to compare those eras. It's hard to compare, um, you know, because college basketball just didn't get near the attention that it does these days. The tournament size is a lot different, but Wooden obviously won all those titles back in the day. Um, but gosh, maybe if Coach K wins another one, you know, this last time going out, 
He could surplant Wooden, but I, I'd still. It's one of those LeBron Jordan. You know, it's kind of like the LeBron Jordan <laughs> argument, where um, I don't know. I, I, I almost want to, you know, take myself out of it because I didn't live or you know live through the greatness of Wooden, so it's hard for me to compare it as as well. That's a great point. Um, it, it it is tough because, like you said, um, you're, you're talking about 24 teams. You know, something in that range. I think even with Wooden, it maybe even started out with like maybe 12 or something. Yeah. It was a real low number. So you're, you're, you're talking odds, right? <laughs> the odds of winning, you know, tournaments with 12 and 24 people, they, and then you've got a dominant uh, force and what he's had that's come through UCLA. Yeah. Um, you, you don't have to go through as much, right? Um, it it kind of is reminiscent of um, – the, the the college through through uh, Ariyama's over at Khan. Oh uh, yeah, I mean UConn uh, over at UConn, right? Where there's just such dominance on one one uh, aspect of the the college women's basketball teams, and the, all of the talent finds itself there, the top tier talent. But now girls are starting to get a lot better, and therefore you got a South Carolina that's starting to pull out some numbers. You know, Tennessee had a little run. So it's starting to spread out a little bit. It's not necessarily all, con- you know, congregated in one area. That's how it was in, in the early days of college basketball. And so now it's so much parity now. With the one and done, it brings so much parity because some of the top-tier talent is no longer there. So you're, you're, you're really facing second tier against second tiers as opposed to top tiers. Yeah, and and it looks like that that Gina Ariam is like run like strong run. It's been a few years since they've won a title, so that might be over. Uh, I yeah. did want to ask you about this too because it's it's kind of fun uh, discussing it here on the Ticket Water Cooler here with Nate, our producer uh, for this show. Uh, is that he thinks Michigan's a basketball school, a- acknowledging that they lost the other night um, to Villanova. You know, he says the success they've had, two championship appearances uh, over the last uh, eight nine years, whatever it is. Um, and and he's just in in this going along with the struggles of the football program up until this past year. I went on the completely opposite side and said, I I don't think I don't know. I mean, it's not like success for Michigan basketball is new. They've had the Fab Five. They've had Clint Rice win a title there. I mean, they've been relevant before, but they're just such a football school that I don't think that the basketball team almost almost regardless of what they do. Um, you know, outside of, you know, winning like five straight and, you know, turning around the, the history of the NCAA basketball and, and the way we perceive it um, can never supplant the football team. I mean, that's a football school. I venture to say that that's probably the case. It, it would be it would be no different than Indiana. Right. Even though Indiana has been terrible for quite some time now, uh, they are reverenced as a basketball school. Yeah. So. No matter what Indiana football does, it would it would still be considered blue blood uh, basketball. I mean, obviously, from where you know things have started from the beginning of, of time for basketball, it's been that way. And then you've got to go through the Bobby Knight era, who you know definitely rose it to to significant prominence. But then uh, you know there are those types of teams that are just like that. I mean, that would be like Creighton getting a football team and and the football team you know, ends up having a little bit of success. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to just say Creighton's a football school now. <laughs> and we do have a Nate in here. He's in. He's got to try to defend himself. Uh, so we'll give him an opportunity. <laughs> I, I've defended myself plenty and made some people happy, made some people mad. Strict, the only argument I have against that is that I wouldn't say that Indiana football has any type of history of winning. I mean, if you look at the history of Michigan basketball, they have national championships. They have player of the years. I mean, in the past – 
decade alone, they've made two national championship appearances. So they have a tradition and a history of winning in basketball where Indiana football, I don't think, really has any type of tradition or history. Good point. Yeah, I, I think it's a, I mean, that's a valid point. Uh, I just I just think it, it does. It makes it difficult, you know. But but so so, Nate, if you think about it, does does that put a Michigan with that type of you know what, what you're stating? Does that put them on par with a Duke or with a Kentucky or you, you you figure them? You know when you talk about them, that's a basketball school. So you 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 just saying it's a it's a it's a balance is what you're saying as I, opposed to yeah, I would say it's a balance and just more a history or tradition. I mean, if you look at Duke football, they're one of the worst Power Five college football teams historically over the past, what, 30, 40 years, whatever it may be, outside of the <laughs> ACC championship appearance a few years ago. And same with Kentucky. I mean, Kentucky football, other than this past season, I can't remember the last time they were even ranked. So I, I just think Michigan consistently has an expectation to win, has won in the past. I mean, Jawan Howard would probably be the one to tell you their expectation heading into this season as a top five program was probably to make the final four. I don't even know if he would consider a Sweet 16 appearance a successful season. If you told Duke that they were going to win nine, ten football games, they'd be jumping for joy and partying in the streets. I just think there's just a different type of expectation for the program that makes Michigan a basketball school because they do have the tradition of winning. They do have expectations heading into the season. That's a great point. Nate does make a great point, and, and, and that's debatable. Tell us about it. What you think? Do you think Michigan is a basketball school, or do you think it's a, it's a football school? Text us at the Sutter Heyman text line at 402-464-5685. We want to know how you think and how you view it. Uh, I think it has, and it does maintain a good balance. I definitely do uh, uh, feel that. Because, I mean, I'm going to be honest. When, I was, when we were at Nebraska, Nebraska was early on was kind of going through some struggles. They were struggling a little bit. They were kind of teetering. We were like, let's take over the campus. We, that was, that was kind of our mentality. We was like, shoot, let's turn this into a basketball school. And, and you know, we did have some success. We would have liked to have had more. But at the end of the day, um, there are a lot of schools out there like that. I mean, because you look at UCLA. Can you consider UCLA with its history in football? Do you say it's a balance? You know, even though they haven't had much success as of late. Um, could you say the same thing about USC? No, because USC's basketball team pretty much stinks. Yeah. So it seems that sometimes, most of the time, it would be one or the other. What teams out there? Hey, I want to hear that on the on the Sutter Hammond text line as well before we take this break. I want to know what teams out there do you think have the balance? Because some of them either have a basketball and then football is terrible or football is good and basketball is terrible. What other schools out there do you think have a good balance? Let us know on the Sutter Hammond text line, 402-464-5685. We'll be back right after this on the block. 